Welcome to episode 124 of Enhancing Human Experience podcast. I'm Mark Phillips. Thanks so much for tuning in today. This is going to be an awesome episode. My guest today is Mark Romero. And Mark is a, uh, he's a lot of things. It's hard to kind of encapsulate what he does. For starters, he is a musician, but his music goes beyond just regular music. It actually helps us to harmonize and heal ourselves and harmonize mind, body, and spirit and get our lives together, right? And kind of clean up negative energy that we've accumulated on our journey. In addition to that, he's also deeply knowledgeable, deeply, deeply knowledgeable. I've had the opportunity to speak with him a few times about uh, consciousness, manifestation, our you know spiritual being, our spiritual journey, all of these things, super knowledgeable about that. And what Mark does, which, which is really fascinating, as you'll see in this interview, is blend those two to offer coaching and music that helps us on our journey. And helps us get more of what we want in life. Help us like clean up those negative beliefs or those disempowering thoughts and things we carry around with us that block great experiences from coming to us. It's really awesome. I really enjoyed this interview. Now, you may recognize the name Mark Romero because Mark's mother is Ruth Romero. And I uh, had the pleasure of having Ruth on the podcast for episode 115. Ruth is a personal style consultant, and that was a super awesome episode. And Ruth introduced me to her son, Mark, and I was thrilled that he agreed to be on the podcast. This is a really, really awesome episode. One of the things that I'm excited about this episode is it's video based. And so what you're hearing now will eventually trans will eventually be video. Um, if you stick around here on the podcast, you can always watch the video at youtube.com slash gmarkphillips. But we were able to record this video podcast. Mark lives in California. I'm, of course, in Boise. And so we were able to record this interview um, via the web. So it was really awesome. I want to try to do more of that because I think video is so much more engaging and you can really see the person and get a feel for them. It's just more enjoyable to watch. And so the video portion of our interview is, well, it's in video. The The interview portion is in video. But at the end of that video, Mark has been gracious enough to, he sent me a piece of music that I could share with you at the end of this session. It is super awesome. I've already listened to it. <laughs> it's really awesome. And so stay tuned for that. After the video interview, I'm going to play that and you can get a sense of what he does, what his music is. Really, really awesome. And uh, I know you're going to enjoy it. So like I said, let's jump into the interview and see what Mark has to say and stick around for after the interview for that special treat. I'm going to play that uh, piece of music called The Journey that he's sharing with us. So I think you're really going to enjoy this. Let's jump into the interview and see what Mark has to say. Mark, thanks for joining me. I really appreciate you making time to chat with me today. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You know, uh, a while back I had your mom on, Ruth, thoroughly enjoyed her interview. She's a, she's a ball of fire, isn't she? I, I, yeah, you could probably say that and a couple other <laughs> things too, of course, you know, being her son. But yes, I think that's actually a very, a, a great analogy for my mom. Absolutely. Ball of fire and then some. Exactly. You know, I always joke around with my own mother. You know, I think all moms are natural life coaches, but but your mom takes it up a little. She actually is a coach, right? That, that's that's a kind of a uh, double whammy. And I, and I really got to say that 
you know, even though there are times, you know, being a teenager, we don't appreciate our parents coaching and insight or whatever. But looking back over the years that she has blessed me with these grains of wisdom and and different things, I remember just one of my favorites is, you know, I remember I was crying. I was upset about something. And and she said to me, she said, son, remember, we cry so that we cleanse our eyes so that we might see life more clearly. And, you know, of course, as a teenager, I probably went, you know, whatever, mom. But now, you know, years later, of course, you realize, ah, oh, man, what great, you know, insight and great wisdom to be shared. So I've been very blessed uh, to have a tremendous amount of wisdom, whether I wanted it or not, uh, thrown my way. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. So you are a, you're a musician and coach yourself, and I, I'm really excited to talk about you and your work because, you know, I, I do believe we, we live in this vibrational universe. Everything is sound and this we're trying to tune ourselves up. So give us a little uh, snapshot of how you got to where you're at now doing this work. It's, I find it fascinating. Well, I think probably the really the catalyst was I had a neighbor who was a professional drummer and uh, he offered to produce an album with me. I'd been, you know, we were neighbors for years and he said, come on, man, let's do it. I'll help you produce it. I'll play drums on it. I got a guy who will give us a bro deal on a C on studio time. And so we decided to put the album together and that album that I made for fun just to have the experience not to get into the music business and certainly not to do any kind of transformational work with sound or energy or anything like that uh, just to have the fun of it to have that experience but that CD ended up getting in the hands of a guy from NASA that discovered frequencies or qualities within the music that actually tune listeners energy fields and put them into a state of uh, dramatically reducing stress, enhancing mental performance, and increasing physical energy. And this was kind of my introduction to quantum physics 101 and uh, really just opened up a whole huge door, uh, providing a different way to look at life, to look at myself, to look at consciousness, to look at humanity, who and what we are, why we're playing this sometimes masochistic game called life and um, you know how I could use music and energy as a tool to help people to get in touch with their true authentic selves and to express that out into the world and um, so but it all started with that one CD and that just how things kind of happened how it got in the hands of that guy from NASA which opened up the whole uh, door to re really me discovering my part of my purpose, my inherent gift to be able to harmonize energy. So, so, so you, you'd been playing music prior to that, I'm assuming, and had, had you noticed any, had people given you feedback, had they said stuff, I mean, did you have an, an, an idea that that was what it was doing? Um, you know, people said stuff to me, but I didn't put anything together. You know, I would go, I remember I was doing these gigs down in Laguna Beach at this restaurant, and, you know, tip, you know, a traditional music performance play while people are eating dinner. And um, this guy comes up to me, you know, and this happened more than one occasion. I do these gigs and people come up, you know, I came in here, I was all stressed out because of work or whatever. I've been listening to you play. You know, I'm totally relaxed and just completely transformed. And I, I didn't. I didn't put two and two together. I was figuring, oh, you know, it's pretty music, you know, just help people to relax. I didn't think anything more of it than that. And then, you know, lo and behold, that uh, this 
this guy from NASA, this uh, scientist, mm -hmm. really quantum physicist, discovers that there's these inherent qualities in my music that actually impact people on a very deep level, on a very deep energetic level. That's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. So how, how long have you been doing this? Give us a time frame of, of since that date that that happened, that, that you found that. Gosh, it's, uh, it's between 10 and 15 years ago now. Wow, and, uh, that's awesome. When I got introduced to them, I, actually how it kind of happened was I got invited to a lecture uh, that Doc was giving um, on quantum physics and energy and what they were addressing in the lecture and what his study was about was what are the negative implications of all the chemicals in our environment, you know, all the vast amounts of electronic uh, things that we've surrounded ourselves with how we're energy and how these things are disrupting our energy and putting us kind of like into a state of disharmony. And I guess the best way to put it is kind of like, you know, we're kind of like guitars, you know, we have strings, we have facets of our lives and, and, uh, you know, we take action through those facets. That's the strumming and the plucking. We produce results. That's our music. Um, and I don't care how masterfully you play the guitar, the game of life. If, you're out of tune and in a state of disharmony, you'll never play beautiful music or create what you truly have the ability to create. So these scientists were looking for things that in essence could help people tune their strings of their life expression, restore harmony, so that they can unlock their potential and express themselves at a much higher level and kind of rise above all these negative influences that we put into our environment today. Um, and then what I learned later down the road as it evolved that could also help us to rise above all the negative programming that we've put into the subconscious mind that tells us, you know, we're unworthy or not good enough or don't deserve and help us to let go of that old programming that has this magnificent ability to block us as we move forward trying to express who and what we are. And that's what I find really fascinating. You know, I, I was reading on your website it, so it almost sounds like it's twofold, and correct me if I'm wrong. One, you know, tuning us up and cleaning up maybe negative, uh, like the electronic stuff, but then also tuning up and removing or dissolving internal barriers. Is that how you look at it, or how do you reconcile what's going on here and, and how many things are going on? Well, you know, so we have these energy disruptors, I call them, you know, the things that put us out of tune into disharmony. And there's up to, you know, 80,000 man-made chemicals in our air, food, and water. And then, of course, you know, we have Wi-Fi, smart meters, you know, EMFs, uh, 3G, 4G, coming soon, 5G. All these different things that we're constantly being bombarded with. I think the most important thing to realize, and certainly was the most important thing in that lecture that night, is that who you see in the mirror is the tip of the iceberg of who and what you are. You have this biofield around you that these scientists call the biofield, the esoterics call it your aura, um, that basically conducts your physical expression. That biofield, that field of energy is being compromised by all these things in our environment. And then so we have that that we need to rise above. And then one day I was in the office with Doc, I call him Doc, Dr. Ronald Jones was his name. And he said, Mark, what do you think is the most powerful energy disruptor in the universe? And, you know, I'm thinking it's got to be something like radiation, you know, something like that. Doc used to work for NASA. It's got to be something like that, right? And they said, no. He goes, would you believe the most disruptive energy disruptor in the universe are our own limiting thoughts, beliefs, and perceptions? 
the stories that we've encoded into the operating system software of our mind that tell us that we're not enough, not good enough, we don't deserve, you know, all these different things that we've been programmed with. He said those are the most potent disruptors of them all. So it's out of that discussion, I get, well, man, if this music eliminates the negative effects of energy disruptors in the environment, maybe it can also do it to the ones that swim within our own minds and our subconscious. And so that's when I literally started playing what I call musical mantras, intentional pieces of music to my coaching clients to help them move past those places where, you know, we all get blocked at one time or another in our life. You know, we try to accomplish something. We have a reoccurring negative pattern that's in our life. Like no matter what we do, we keep attracting the wrong kind of man or woman in our life. Or no matter what we do, we just can't seem to break through our prosperity. Or maybe no, no matter what we do, we can't find a job that feeds our heart and soul. Or, you know, there's so many different areas. Or maybe even heal our body and restore health and vibrancy. All of those are out pictures of disharmonious energy. You know? Wow. And so I started using music and this energy that was coming through the music to help people to, in essence, start tuning their strings so that they could start showing up in a higher, more empowered way. That's that's fascinating. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. The, the, the way you put that, that our own thoughts have the power to disrupt, you know, hold us back and limit us and just cause all sorts of havoc, wreak all sorts of havoc in our life. I, I, I thoroughly agree. That's fascinating. Tell me about the musical mantra or, or a music mantra. Well, what is that? What well, it was, um, it's, it's basically a piece of music that is composed with an intention and they were composed on the fly. So the very first one I did was on forgiveness. So I was coaching, doing some coaching work with a young lady who had a reoccurring negative pattern. 10 years of creating unhealthy relationships. No matter what she did, different person, same issues, non-respectful, you know, uh, just abusive emotionally, you know, in, in different ways. And so as we're talking to her, I'm listening to her. I'm like, oh, man, she is like totally broadcasting resentment. Who's it against? So I started digging. What well, ended up against being her father? And as we're digging, I asked her the question. I said, you know what? Are you open to forgiving your dad and to letting go of this dynamic? And she said, you know what? I am. I said, I got this idea. Let's experiment here. I'm going to play a piece of music on forgiveness. And I said, let's see what happens. So out comes a piece of music I never played before. It was almost like the guitar played me. I set the intention. Out comes this music. I recorded it in the studio. I sent it to her. Here, play this in your environment. Let's see what happens. Three days later, she calls me up. Mark, you are not going to freaking believe this. I said, what's up? My dad called me today out of the blue. And he said, you know what? Ten years is way too long to have unresolved issues. Are you open wow. to sitting down and talking about reconciliation wow. and forgiveness? She goes, Mark, you don't get it. My dad's like macho man, dude. You look up macho in the dictionary, he has his picture there. He would <laughs> never do anything like that. I say, you know what? The biggest thing that we all need to learn is that the outer is a reflection of the inner. You, first of all, one, set the intention to forgive your father. Two, here comes this piece of music with the intention of forgiveness to help change your energy and lo and behold, what shows up? An opportunity to forgive, 
which ultimately she needed to do it to ever open up to that possibility of creating a healthy relationship. And so it really made a profound change in her life. She ended up creating that relationship later down the road, um, but ultimately opened up a space for healing and transformation that absolutely needed to take place. So when that happened, I'm like, oh, you know, maybe I'm onto something here. Yeah. So I literally yeah. <laughs> started creating all these musical mantras, you know, forgiveness, self-confidence, self-belief, self-love, knowing, faith and trust. I mean, everything, all kinds of different things. And then I started, in essence, kind of like prescribing them to the people I was working with so that they could start changing on an energetic vibrational level as opposed to just through thinking about change or presenting different mindsets or whatever. There was also this deeper change taking place within their energetic field. And life is a reflection. It listens to what we're broadcasting and mirrors back without judgment. It says, okay, here you go. Here's what you're broadcasting. Here's what you get. Change wow. the broadcast and life changes. Wow. And, and while we're on this topic, you're going to play, I'm going to integrate a sample into this interview toward the end of the interview after we're done. Tell us about what, what we're going to hear at the end of this interview, your, your sample of your music here. So as you said that, the piece that shows up for me is called The Journey. And um, it's really about you know, honoring the journey. Life is a journey. We're all on this journey, you know. It's, it's like, I always say, you know what, the life is like a game. It's the cosmic game of hide and seek. You know, we come in here to the human experience with all of our grandeur, all of our unlimited potential, all of our divine essence. We're born and we promptly forget every single bit of it. And then we get to have parents that say, oh, you're never going to amount to this or whatever that program us. Because let's face it, from age zero to seven, our brainwave state is like in program me state. And so we get all these beliefs from our parents. I know heaven help us, right? Mm -hmm. And those become the foundational belief structures of which they're like our operating system software that we have in our computer. You know, they conduct us. And then at some point in our life, we go, you know, why is my life this way? Why is my life not working? Why do I want to like uh, do drugs on a daily basis? Why do I, you know, and we start working on ourselves and we start removing the pieces that aren't the truth of who and what we are so that we experience our unlimited potential or divine essence on a whole nother level. It's one thing to theoretically know that you're the universe. It's another thing to actually forget and experience that you're the universe. That's a whole nother level. It's like kind of like Googling the Eiffel Tower and seeing a picture of it. Theoretically, you see it, right? But until you go stand underneath it and experience it in real life, that's a whole nother level of learning, growing, unfolding through experience. And that's what the game of life is really all about. So then we get to go seek who we really are by letting go of what's not the truth of who we are. And mm -hmm. It, it's a journey. It's a process. So this piece is like to support your journey in remembering who you really are. Awesome. Awesome. I can't wait to hear that. And, you know, I, I read that on your website and it sounds like, you know, that's kind of the essence of your work is, you know, just removing these, these limiting beliefs, these things we've accumulated and dissolving them. And it sounds like that's a lot what your music does. So I think it's fascinating. And that's really become a foundational part of the work. And I think, you know, for many years, 
I, I, okay, so Doc, who was kind of like my mentor when it came to energy and quantum physics, he did amazing energy healing work um, and just introduced me to so much and shared so much with me. Well, he passed away a number of years back, probably about 10 years ago now. And uh, I remember kind of like going, oh, you know, I kind of felt like, okay, what do I do with this gift? How do, how do I apply it? And I'll never forget one day I had a friend of mine who was like a conspiracy theorist junkie. And he sent me this video one day of this guy ranting and raving. And then I hear the guy say this one line. And you know how when we hear something truth and it just gives us the shivers and it just resonates through us. And I'll paraphrase. It says, you know, people think we need to seek enlightenment. I said, no, we are enlightened. That is our natural state. What is unnatural is the state that we've been put into. We need to rise above the vibrational barriers and the limiting belief systems that are holding us in a state of unenlightenment. It's not about seeking it. It's about removing what is stopping us from being what we already are. And I heard that quote. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I said, that is absolutely amazing. So I really kind of started directing that work to help people to unveil the masterpiece that's within to get in alignment with their life purpose and to successfully express that into the world. Um, and I use Michelangelo and the statue of David as an analogy for that. You know, Michelangelo was asked, how did you carve David? And he said, I didn't carve David. I just removed the pieces that were hiding the masterpiece within the block of marble. And that is life. That's the game of life right there. And so within each and every one of us is a song. That song is our passion. It's our calling. It's our purpose. It's why we came to play the game of life. So now I use the tuning aspect of the music and the energy, the harmonizing aspect, and help people to let go of the old thoughts, the old beliefs, the old perceptions that are preventing them from expressing the masterpiece that they are, their life purpose, their essence, out into the world. And, you know, I always say this. In fact, I experienced it in my own life. Selling computer chips was easy, okay? You're not attached to it. It's not has nothing to do with you it's a data sheet and the little parts and stuff you know um and i thrived at it i'll never forget the first time somebody asked me to buy my cd and i'm like ah, this is like 15 dollars, <laughs> man you know and so much comes up when you pursue your life purpose and express who you truly are you have the greatest and grandest opportunity to heal so much and to let go of things that you'll never have an opportunity to let go selling widgets. So I'm a big yeah. believer, man. We all need to find a way to express that aspect. And I think once again, when we express our music, that's what's going to transform our lives. But it's also going to be the catalyst for transforming the planet, transforming, changing the world. Because let's face it, the world needs to change. And uh -huh. I know one thing, it sure as hell ain't going to be the government that does it. It's not going to be the medical institutions that do it. It's not certainly not going to be the education institutions that do this. No, it's going to be each and every one of us tapping into our own mastery, overcoming, um, okay, I'll just say how it showed up, overcoming the bullshit stories that we all have to one degree or another as to why we can't do that or that it's not good enough or that maybe we'll be rejected and not loved. We need to let go of all that stuff and be brave and courageous and express that. And that is what I believe is, is going to be the change in our lives and, and in the world that we live in. 
That's awesome. I couldn't agree more. You know, I do, I believe, yeah, we, we each have this gift we want to share and it gets stifled and we push it way down because, you know, we want to conform and we're afraid of what people think, you know, but it, oh there's, God, there's yes. so much goodness waiting for us as a, as a human species moving forward, but it's, it's going to take a lot of courageous people to get there, isn't it? Yeah. And a willingness, a willingness to work through the stuff, you know, um, people like will say to me, oh my gosh, you know, here you were this high, like performing CEO dude, I had a multi-million dollar business and the whole shot, you know, how could you have walked away? First of all, one, life wasn't working. I was stressed out all the time. Mm -hmm. I was freaking miserable. I had no meaning. It was just about making money, which, hey, making money is great. But what if there was a way to make money and do it while you're doing something that feeds your heart and soul? And so, you know, I left. And they go, oh, gosh, now you're doing all this cool work. It must have been easy. No, it wasn't easy. <laughs> you know, it was hard. You know, I went through the, the nights of the damned and, you know, the tortures of the soul or whatever. You know, just ask my mom. She knows, you know, there's mm -hmm. a lot of it was difficult. But yet, you know, I'll never forget in that the scene in that movie uh, Moneyball, you know, where this guy had taken this whole new way of playing baseball and he's talking to the general manager or the owner of the Red Sox. And he said, man, the first guy through the wall always takes the beating, uh -huh. you know, <laughs> he said, but out of that, it makes it easy for everybody else to kind of follow up and step through. So for me, I kind of felt like I was this guy, you know, with the machete and bugs in my teeth, cutting mm -hmm. this path, you know, <laughs> and now I get to help people, make that transition that change and get in alignment with expressing that true essence utilizing this really powerful tool music and energy work and mindsets to help people to bring that forward so that they can bring their music forward and i think i was really inspired by that oliver wendell holmes quote you know many people die with their music still in them you don't want to do that you don't want to get to that mm -hmm. last day because we don't have forever to mess around I mean, you know, I just turned my back and my kids are almost all grown up. I mean, it's just amazing how life goes by and we don't want to die with that music within us. We want to express mm -hmm. that music and that music is what's going to lift our life to new heights. And as I mentioned before, I think it's the only thing that's going to change the world that we live in. I agree. I, I think about that quote all the time, too. You know, one of the things, you know, as I am on this journey myself, you know, many years in, you know, I think about, hey, you know, when I get to the end of my life, I want to say that I did what I came here to do. That sounds like you're doing what you came here to do. That's right. And, and you know, and it is. It's, 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 it's been challenging, but yet it's also been more rewarding than anything to see people's lives change by simply pushing play on their MP3 button. It's profound. Mm -hmm. And then I've always had this passion. I love to help people to move their lives forward. You know, even when I was an executive sales manager, I, yeah, I would coach all of my sales team and stuff like that. And it also always became about personal stuff, you know, how to transcend challenges, how to overcome these different things. And it comes back to what we started the call with. You know, my mom instilled that passion within me to, you know, become wise, to learn from life, you know, to learn these lessons and things. I'll never forget a good one of my old best friends asked me, what do you want to be when you grow up? I said, I want to be a wise man. He said, oh no, don't, you don't want to do that, dude. Because that means you're going to have to go through pain. 
And I said, well, you know, that's, that's what I want to do. I want to be a wise man. I want to gain wisdom about life and be able to share it and share my gifts, my music with others and help them to realize that masterpiece, that statue of David or whatever within themselves and to move past whatever blocks and barriers that they might have to expressing that and letting go of that old, those old stories. Yeah. It's not good enough. I don't deserve it. I'm not enough. Those are all just old stories and they're works of fiction, but Mm -hmm. many of us choose to make them, you know, real. And I still get to work through my stories today. I don't know if we're ever really ever done. Yeah, I agree. You just become much better at working through them. (laughs) Right. You know, once you've slayed the dragon, you know, a few times, you're not, it's not as frightening, right? And then you go back into the arena. And to that point that your friend made about pain, I always look at it as, you know, you can either have the pain of regret or the pain of change. Either way, it's gonna, you're going to experience pain of some sort. You, you just choose, right? Well, you know, and it's, it's so funny you say that because, gosh, and then, you know, we live in a society where we're told to do everything and avoid that pain, avoid those emotions, fear, anxiety, you know, sadness, whatever they might be, because those are, quote, bad emotions. And then we have these other yummy emotions over here, like ecstasy and joy and bliss Mm -hmm. and happiness. Those are, quote, good emotions. And this is where we should be all the time. And that's why we live in a world where people, where drug addiction is higher than ever, where people are, you know, this is like the new drug right here. People are Mm -hmm. like, oh, my gosh, I don't have to deal with my stuff. And you know what? This is a world of polarities. You know, we don't yell at the negative terminal on a double-A battery. You know, mm-hmm. damn you, negative terminal, you shouldn't be there. But that battery won't shine the light without the positive and the negative. And the same principle applies to us. So, uh, you know, it's really about learning how to become a master of your own personal energy. Yeah. And how by doing so, you become the grand composer of your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Uh, so you you work with personal, well, people, individuals, and also companies. I'm really fascinated with, to talk with you about what's happening on like a professional level or on a, on a corporate level, because, you know, this, on this podcast, we talk about personal and business, and we know that there are a lot of people out there wanting to enhance their business, their ability to do business, you know, sell better, promote better, create better. Are the benefits the same? What, are, what have you seen in your clients from the corporate side? What, what, are they, what are they telling you? What's the feedback you're getting? Well, once again, we come back to that analogy of the guitar. If that guitar is in tune and I know how to play it, I can make masterful music. If mm-hmm. it's not in tune, doesn't matter how well I play it. Doesn't matter how hard I work. Doesn't matter how many hours I put in. I'm not going to create my results. So it's very important. This principle applies across every facet of our life. You know. Mm-hmm. And so what I find is in the business world is there's a tremendous amount of stress and anxiety and a sense of hopelessness. Not Maybe hopelessness is a little bit strong, but just disharmony. And people are looking for things to help them. And so it's funny because it's kind of a new area I'm going back into. I tried this seven or eight years ago. They looked mm-hmm. at me like deer in the headlights and thought I was freaking crazy. You know, bring, hey, man, I can bring music and do work with your staff and tune your organization and make it much more profitable and productive. And they looked at me like, oh, dude, come on. You're like, you're nuts. 
So I kind of went off in other avenues, but now in the last 10 years, there's been a huge consciousness shift taking place. Now all of a sudden we think, see things like meditation and yoga and things going into the business world where, I mean, like back when I was a CEO, some dude came in and said, yeah, I'm going yeah, to I'm gonna have you met your staff meditate. We'll help you be more successful. Yeah, let's take them out back and beat them up. Mm-hmm. You know, come yeah. on. <laughs> you know, and that's how we would have thought. But look at, you know, Phil Jackson brings this whole aspect when he was coaching these teams, you know, meditation, introspection, reading books and stuff with wisdom and things. And he kind of made it cool in the Zen Mm -hmm. kind of way. And then now we see it permeating more so in. So um, I think there's a big part of me that I want to take it in that space in my own personal hero's journey because I came from that space Mm -hmm. and I left it to save my life. And maybe if I can bring what I've learned back into that space, I can provide people with some tools so that they never have to take such drastic action to save their life. That maybe they could incorporate their passion and their purpose in with their day job and as a result, be more successful than they ever could have any other way. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and I find much more of an openness and recently I've been doing these events for companies and organizations. I even had this one company, man, they bought their employees yoga mats with the company logo on it, <laughs> invited everybody into a big room and they all laid down. I'm mm. dressing a suit and a sh- you know, slacks and a shirt. They're all in yoga attire. I'm like, oh man, I wish I had gotten the dress code. Yeah. You know, notification. <laughs> you get the memo. I would have come dressed the same way. Yeah. <laughs> dressed for business. But hey, it's the I, most I, amazing I, thing. It's fascinating, you know, it's those forward thinking, you know, every, every now and again, you see an article of a, of a CEO that starts his day in meditation and yoga, and just kind of, you know, moves into the day with an intention and with a, you know, positive state of mind. They're running the companies that are succeeding, and they're going to succeed. And I think that's why, you know, you're seeing that too. People are looking for ways to optimize their performance. And this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. once again, it's like, if you're in tune, Man, you, you, anything is possible. If you're out of tune, nothing's possible. Mm-mm. It just doesn't work. You just don't work right. You're not effective, are you? No. No, yeah. it's about realizing your potential. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like, um, you know, what puts us out of tune? The stuff in our environment and those limiting beliefs, thoughts, and perceptions. Mm-hmm. If we're able to rise above those things, we can restore harmony. Now, I have to tune my guitar all the time as we have to tune ourselves all the time through regular practices of meditation, prayer, yoga, whatever it is that we do, you know, um, and be daily committed, you know, setting intentions, doing affirmations, mm-hmm. there's listening to music. There's all kinds of things that we can do. Uh, and every day we have to, you know, take the necessary action to tune ourselves. And that's really, in essence, what I teach um, people that I do my session work, my coaching work with, is how to keep themselves in tune and in harmony every day. Deal with those lower density emotions that don't, quote, feel good. Mm -hmm. Learn how to realize that, man, those are the blessings. Those are the, they're like the the obstacles in our lives are kind of like the instrument lights on the dashboard of our car. You know, when the tire light comes on or the oil light comes on, you don't put tape over it and pretend it's not there. No, you go... (laughs) deal within the vehicle to change it, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with obstacles in our lives. Those are the indicator lights on the dashboard of our life vehicle telling us, hey, Mark, 
You need to go inside, change your oil. In other words, let go of the old stuff, bring in new stuff. And then you mm -hmm. can continue to move forward in expressing yourself in the highest, most optimal way. Absolutely. So talk about the, the frequency or how often, you know, either when you're working with a client and then what you give them to do on, is it on a daily basis that you recommend retuning or listening to the music when they're not on a coaching call with you? How, what, what's the frequency to keep us in tune? Well, it's, there's a lot of frequencies. So like when I go through, a, I have a, a, a program that's a 12 week program and it's mm -hmm. called my vibrational success program. And there are different frequencies. The first frequency we work with is about opening. It's about setting an intention. You know, all journeys begin with an intention, mm -hmm. you know, a willingness to change something. And so then after the session, I send them their music and I send them their guided process. You're going to work with this process one to two times a day. You're going to play the music in your environment as much as you can while you go about doing the things you do. You don't have to listen to it loud or anything. You can set it on volume one and go do what you got to do. And out of that, they began to start changing, really, for lack of better terms, their life frequency. Mm -hmm. And it starts to move them. And then I go through different levels. You know, there are certain components. Everybody needs to do forgiveness work, okay? Not mm -hmm. only forgiveness of family, relationships, siblings, whatever, but also forgiveness of the person we see in the mirror. You know, mm -hmm. everybody needs to believe in themselves and love themselves more every day. You know, so that's a whole nother module aspect. We all need to build our faith and our trust and the trust in the flow of life. You know, so there is another frequency of energy that people work with. So there's really multiple pieces that I utilize to really open the door for people realizing their own mastery. And then they get this like really cool tool belt of different tools. Oh, you know, I'm going to this big meeting today. I better work with the self-confidence piece, mm -hmm. you know. Oh, I'm feeling down today. I'm going to listen to some release and dissipate, which will help me to release and dissipate my lower density emotions and shift my state. You know, mm -hmm. oh, okay, you know what? I'm feeling, I'm being a little bit harsh on myself. Not that we're ever that, right? And yeah. Maybe I'm going to work on my self-love uh, process and just build that up, you know? So they can, they can kind of choose what they need for the day after they go through this process. Yes. Mm -hmm. And continue to work because remember... Every we have to tune our strings all the time. Yeah, yeah. So much trying to put us out of tune. Yeah. How how long does it take a person? Okay, say a person is tuned. How long does it take a person to get out of tune, or does it depend on the individual and where they're at? I mean, what's been your experience? I mean, how far can how long can people go without tuning by listening to your music and by you know doing some of the other practices? Well, it's it's it it's a variation. Okay, mm -hmm. there's things that I teach people how to do to keep themselves in tune as much as possible, you know, but it depends what kind of thoughts you're thinking, what mm -hmm. you're exposed to in the environment. You can go walk on a concrete floor at Costco and throw your energy out of tune. Mm -hmm. It's just because of the nature of the space. It happens in other places, too. I'm not picking on Costco. Sure. Okay, I'm just that's the first image that came to my head. It's such a huge room you know with all these huge fluorescent lights and concrete floor and and everything and you know so it all depends on what we're exposed to it depends on what kind of prescription drugs you're taking do you drink alcohol you know do you eat 
poor quality foods? Do you drink chlorinated water? I mean, mm -hmm. there's so many different things that we want to learn how to optimize. And then, you know, typically, like if I do an energy transmission with somebody, they can remain in tune for 24 hours to maybe 36 hours. But it all depends on what they're exposed to, what they're thinking. And that's why we have to take action every day to keep ourselves in tune. You know, I later developed ways to program the frequency of the music into like uh, yoga bracelets or I have a little pendant, you know, that you can I saw wear that. to keep your energy in tune. Mm -hmm. Little things to help. And I, I'm glad you yeah. touched on that because it's, it's, all, it's like a holistic approach. I mean, it's not just, okay, do this and then let everything else fall. It all goes in the bucket, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Like I said, we, we are these multifaceted expressions. Mm -hmm. So it is kind of a holistic thing. But it all comes down to energy. You know, mm -hmm. We're made of energy. We're energy vibrating at different frequencies. So I told Einstein, I said, move over with your string theory, dude. I'm coming in with my own six-string <laughs> theory. Awesome. You know? <laughs> awesome. The string theory 2.0. <laughs> That's right. Well, and, the six-string you know, theory. Right. I mean, he, he knows the evolution has to happen. You know, at, at his point in time, the work that he did was revolutionary. You know, it's, it, there's standing on the shoulders of giants, right? Yeah. And, you know, thank God for people like Tesla and, mm -hmm. and uh, Einstein and... And these people who came in, you know, Tesla said, you know, think of everything in terms of energy. Yeah, everything. I, lo I, I love look that. At Tesla's cars are huge and, and stuff. And, uh, you know, it was too bad he left so early because, mm -hmm. I mean, he was coming up with foundational ways on, on how to transmit electrical current without wire. Yeah, he was ahead you of know? his time, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. I'm sure people looked at him like he was crazy, too. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I remember I did a session with this lady who had a Tesla machine based on his technology and it would clear your energy field and you put your hands by it and lightning bolts would go from the oh. core <laughs> to my fingertips. And I'm like, uh -huh. oh my God. And then you feel like, you know, if you've ever been in a lightning storm, your energy mm -hmm. feels different. It's almost like it gets cleared or something. And here's this machine doing this. I'm like, this is like mind blowing. My hair was probably standing straight up. I don't know. I mean, you know, but it was like an amazing thing. So there really is so much that we're learning. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, well, and you know, Tesla was one of those people like you were, bust through the wall, takes a little, you know, takes the hit for the team, you know. <laughs> well, look what, look what it prepaid yeah. for the rest of us. Yeah, so, to think of it that I volunteered to come do it. <laughs> yeah, well, well you, you had, it almost sounds like you had to do it. It, was in, it wanted to come out. It was just a matter of, are you, is it going to come out easy? Are you going to let it come out or keep it stifled down? I think sometimes when it's ready to come out, it, people can't stop it. You know, I mean, eventually it, what the music wants to come out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. As a, and, and we can equate that to all of us, just as that Oliver mm -hmm. Wendell Holmes, you know, poem. You know, we all have music within us. Yours is different yeah. than mine, you know, but if we all play that music, man, amazing things can happen. Yeah. So to tell me a little bit about you work. Do you work primarily with grown-ups, older, uh, grown-up people? Do you ever work with children? What's your thoughts on you know keeping children in tune or more connected? You know, I feel that kids are really connected to the, or tuned when they're younger, and we kind of get out of tune. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, you know, I can look at my. I I have not really focused on working with kids. 
Mm -hmm. I joke and I tell my mom, I say, yeah, I like my kids. I'm not so fond of other people's kids, you know, so it's never been like a, a calling for me, <laughs> mm -hmm. but the music's a great thing to play. My yeah youngest, who's now almost 13, she was sleeping through the night after four weeks being born with music mm -hmm. playing in her room. They're so sensitive mm -hmm. to what's going on in the environment. Music's been playing every morning for breakfast, get the kids to school, it brings the whole energy level down. So music has been a huge part, you know, of, of you know, the children. My wife developed a series utilizing the music and meditation for kids mm -hmm. to support them with the different changes and shifts that they go through um, in this process so that they can be in touch and in tune. Um, but, you know, inevitably they hit that phase of teenagehood where they got to find their own path in their own way. And you got to allow for that, mm -hmm. you know, just yeah. do the best we can, keeping things energized around the house as much as possible. And then, you know, let them go do their thing. But mm -hmm. no, I, I, I have worked with a couple of kids here and there. But for the most part, I find myself working with primarily a lot of women, mm -hmm. um, you know, age, I would say 30 to 50 in that domain about stepping in, being their authentic selves. Mm -hmm. um, men, I find um, not as open, a little bit lagging as mm -hmm. I was. You know, I married a doctor of metaphysics. I mean, she was woo woo when I first wow. met her. And now I get to say stuff to her. And she is like, who are you? And what'd you do to my husband? Mm -hmm. You know, that's awesome. Through this whole thing. So you know, holding the space to, to work with more men and in, in that way, because, you know, we need to, make that shift within ourselves, uh, we're just mm -hmm. a little bit more, I guess, resistant as I was. Yeah. Men, men are a little more stubborn. They, you know, we seem to, uh, we seem to want to figure things out on our own, you know, speaking from my own experience, it's like, no, you know, I can get this, I can get this, but th there's help available out, out there to us. I know when I've worked with different energy workers or Reiki or different people like that, profoundly beneficial to me on my journey and, and, yeah. you know, getting past that, uh, that ability to say, okay, I need some help, or I'm going to go look for some some assistance here. That's awesome. Yeah, and especially you know how how you know if you think about it, society wise, we're really not taught to tune in and feel our emotions. You know, we're supposed to be macho and strong, mm -hmm. and not cry and stuff. Like I said, that's why it's very beneficial for me to have the mother that I have um, because she always taught me honor your emotions, don't be afraid of them, feel them. Mm -hmm. um, there were probably times that she wished she hadn't taught me that, uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, you know, like I said, I think that's been very, very important. And, you know, and I think that's part of the reason why men die earlier than women, because I agree. we hold all that stuff inside. Yeah. Know? It's, it's, we've got that historical ability to kind of keep that repressed and suppressed and it eventually does a number on us, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You sweep enough crap underneath the carpet and eventually the carpet's going to burst somewhere absolutely in physical health and in the body you know mm -hmm. or absolutely. some other facet of our lives so yeah yeah so talk about your store your online store where you have a number of these uh programs and, and products what can people find there uh you know related to what we've been talking about today well i kind of um divide my work into three areas so to really tap into that music within, you know, we first need to tune our energy, which is about rising above those negative influences in the environment. So I have like basically 24 hour musical solution for 
eliminating all the negative effects that cause us stress in our life, even before we get to doing workload stuff and stuff like that, we're already in stress mm -hmm. just by being exposed to Wi-Fi, for example. Um, so there's a musical series. I have music for eliminating those negative effects and deepening your quality of sleep. Uh, the next level then is to start working on the programming. So I have musical series for each facet of your life. It literally is a six string theory. You know, we have six facets of our life, our health, our relationships, our career, our prosperity, our spirituality, and our joy, our happiness, and our fulfillment, six strings. Mm -hmm. How do you know where you're out of tune? Where's, what aspect of your life's not working? Mm -hmm. You better go play some health music or you better go play some prosperity music and start tuning that area. And then I get into series that take us into more in-depth work to do internal work. And then I, of course, have my coaching work, which is really about diving in and really diving in, start changing and releasing and dissipating the old stuff, planting seeds that's more in alignment with who and what you really are, and teaching you how to master your own personal energy. And then the third level of the work is about orchestration. It's about becoming a uh, positive catalyst for change and transformation to really help orchestrate a change you know, on more of a, a global level or on a higher level, simply by expressing who and what we are. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and then teaching people how to shape and shift energy into what we want to experience. You know, we all have dreams, we have goals, we have ambitions, we have highest hopes. Um, that's all done through the mastering of our own energy and consciously shifting it uh, in different ways, using utilizing creative principles like visualization and affirmations and and um, doing work like that so um, there's basically musical series for each aspect of that then I get into my coaching work and my healing session work and then I have online series that um, really kind of support people in tuning these different aspects and then I do live events I go oh, do and you? I do programs or people I do keynote concerts um, and live group healing sessions and take people through processes with music awesome Sounds like you have a, a complete product offering and a complete service offering to kind of touch on a lot of different aspects of, of people in their lives. Yep, with ultimately the goal to help people to bring their music, their passion, their calling out, and to successfully express that into the world. Yeah. So as, as we get close to wrapping up, I, I would like you to touch on uh, the, your coaching process. Say someone is interested in, in coming, becoming a, a client of yours and getting some coaching. What's the process that you go through as far as, you know, introductory call and then talking with them and getting them into, into your coaching? Can you talk briefly about that? Well, it always starts with a conversation. You know, mm -hmm. I, I want to find out, you know, can I work with this person? Is it a good fit? What do they really want to accomplish? What are they really looking for? Am I the right person to be able to help them accomplish that? You know, so there's, a, there's always a connection beforehand. And I can usually tell very quickly. I can usually tell in the email. Because mm -hmm. you know, uh, I have to answer some questions. What do you want to do? Mm -hmm. what, what's your intention for us meeting? What would you like to see change in your life in the next year? What are your biggest obstacles you're encountering? And from there, we can start the conversation. And then I can, okay. You know, so I work with one-on-one, -on -one, and then I'm in the process of doing um, uh, a group online program that's um, just in the process of developing that. It's going to be coming out soon, mm -hmm. and then I work one-on-one, -on -one, but I really want to leverage and work with as many people as possible. So group is kind of the direction you need to go. 
but there is something cool about working with people one-on-one -on -one who you really resonate with and like what they're up to and what they're doing and it's just it's a it's a whole nother level of relationship which to me is very rewarding too so mm -hmm. um you know i keep limited about the amount of people that i work with but um you know very focused too yeah and i've I've heard that from other coaches and and people where they really get a lot of positive benefit from working one-on-one -on -one. so i think that's a common theme while we're on the topic how can people get in touch with you to 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 find out more and or look into coaching um you can always good places the website uh, it's Mark with a K, RomeroMusic.com, MarkRomeroMusic.com. You can go to Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn. Mark Romero Music is my, uh, you know, tag on all those different things and check out any of those platforms. I have my blog, but website's always a great place to go to learn more about the music, about the energy, about the coaching work and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And, um, you know, and then, of course, if you have any questions, you know, feel free to reach out and shoot an email. Um you know, to support at markromeromusic.com and, and um, see what the possibilities are. Awesome. Awesome. Well, before we wrap up, you can you give us a glimpse on things you're working on for the future, projects? You mentioned you've got this, uh, this online, was it a forum group type thing? Can you give us any idea of what it's, you're working on in the future? So it's, it's kind of like a group format. It's like a six-module system working through some of these frequencies that we were talking about all about providing people with the ability to tune and harmonize their energy and to become step in to start mastering that aspect of it. it's basically like the coaching work in a online format and then i just do group um, support calls within that while people work through the modules mm -hmm. um, to support answer questions different things like that um, and then i am starting to get out and do a lot more work in the business arena and mm -hmm. introducing this this work into that environment too, from a live event standpoint. Um, you know, I love to speak and get in front of a group and to play music and to share and stuff. And so, uh, you know, I think with the internet, you, we tend to get a little bit lazy and sit behind our, our yeah. computer a lot. <laughs> so, you know, trying to balance between both of those aspects. Um, so that's the other aspect of doing it. You know, and now eventually I want to expand into doing my own retreats where we go to some really cool place and do some deep internal work with music, but also integrate some fun and some connection with other people. So mm -hmm. those are kind of the things that I'm enfolding into as I move forward from here. Those all sound awesome. I'm especially, uh, I like the retreat sound. I think it's the great, when, when people get away from their daily lives, I think it gives us more uh, space to change and transform. That's a great idea. And connect, and connect with other people too, which is mm -hmm. always fun. Absolutely. Well, Mark, thank you for, for hanging out with me today. I've thoroughly enjoyed, you know, learning about you and your work. It's awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. And, you know, if you're watching or listening, stick around because we're going to play the journey, the piece that Mark is going to uh, share with us right after this interview before we wrap up. So enjoy that. Again, Mark, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thank you very much.
Well, what'd you think? Wasn't that awesome? I want to thank Mark again for sharing, you know, his knowledge and wisdom with us and also that piece of music titled The Journey. Super, super awesome. Now, that's also the type of stuff you can expect from his coaching uh, services. It, you know, he blends the music and his, you know, deep wisdom and knowledge on how to have a better experiences in life, how to like remove some of these negative beliefs and things that hold us back, these thought patterns that hold us back from creating the experiences we want to have in life. And again, you can learn more about his coaching and his products. He sells a number of products on his website, markromeromusic.com. But I also want to invite you to check out his YouTube channel as well. I've watched a number of those videos, super heartfelt, super deep and insightful to help us on our journey. You know, so YouTube is a channel that he's been nurturing for many years and putting up content there to help us. So I'll put links to that in the show notes beneath this episode again at gmarkphillips.com. But I encourage you to check that out. So Thanks again for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. As always, if you like this episode and you're watching on YouTube, please give it a thumbs up and consider subscribing to the channel and share this with someone who you think might enjoy it. That's that's an awesome way to share content that's helped you on your journey, probably could help someone else on their journey, friends, family, whatever. But I want to wrap up there, and I always want to thank you for listening. I know there are a boatload of podcasts out there. The fact you're listening to this one really means a lot to me. I really do appreciate it. And until next time, all the best, health, wealth, and success. Bye-bye.